dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Thanks for joining us again for another wonderful edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. I'm so thankful for all of you to join us again for another episode. My next guests are a husband and wife team. This summer, they launched, they're launching a patent-pending dry cure system set to be the first ever to bring technology, science, and complete control to the cannabis finishing process. Here to join me are the founders of Canatrol. Jane and David Sandelman. Uh, Jane and David, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. Uh, this really fascinating story. So I'm going to preface from a story that came in a Vermont independent publication, Seven Days. They wrote this. Throughout his more than two decades of working in the corporate world, uh, David Sandelman designed and built control systems ranging from those used in the Internet of Things, such as one that enables a home air conditioner to be controlled with a cell phone, to those using the weapon systems on fighter jets. Regardless of the application, you explained the fundamentals are the same. You said, quote, it's a box. It takes data in, it puts data out, and it makes some decisions. Whether it's turning on your boiler or letting a Sidewinder missile take off from under the wing, it doesn't matter to me. Now, talk to me real quick, David. I'll pose this to you about how can a control can a troll, excuse me, follows this explanation. Well, it started with uh, a cheesemaker saying he had a problem controlling humidity in his cheese aging room, and I said that you're correct. You cannot control humidity. Uh, humidity is made up of two variables: uh, dry bulb temperature and dew point or vapor pressure, the amount of water in the air. Uh, relative humidity, uh, because it's made of the two variables, uh, cannot be controlled directly as a control point. So I provided for the cheesemaker the ability to control the temperature in the room and the vapor pressure, dew point in the room, and get his target relative humidity. And it worked extremely well. And to date, we have several hundred systems throughout North America, as far west as Hawaii, Canada, uh, down south into Georgia uh, for cheese aging rooms. And what we were doing is we're providing uh, control of the vapor pressure in the room. So that controls the rate at which the water leaves the product because the product has vapor pressure. Water want, that's in it wants to get out. That technology was then adapted in the meat industry for dry aging beef, uh, making charcuterie, dried salamis, that type. And we saw from the very beginning that the same technology, Vapatrol technology, has an application in drying cannabis flour. Again, you have a product, you want to get the water out at a predetermined rate and then dry it to a particular endpoint. And in food, you, know, you usually want to dry a product uh, to a value it has to do with water activity. When you get to a proper water activity, you know the product is shelf stable. Uh, it cannot develop mold. There's not enough water in it, free available water for bacteria and mold to grow. So we applied the technology. We did a couple of small units. 
which is our canatrol box. Um, it can hold about two pounds of wet harvest, and it dries in three to four days, and then it goes right into the cure mode. And we immediately saw uh, a big difference in the type of flower, and it's consistent. So it doesn't matter what the weather is, time of year, you always get consistent results. And then the same technology is applied to large dry and cure rooms. No, no different than large cheese aging rooms. I'm going to ask a question that might be absolutely stupid. But the idea of why the canvas flowers needs to be so dried and so cured as it is, not as if you're doing anything where you're trying to you know, you use a humidor with a hygrometer where you're trying to maintain some kind of a moisture into the plant. You want to remove that moisture altogether. Is that correct? No. First, you want to remove the moisture down to a water activity level between 0.6 and 0.65. Okay. That's the place where mold will no longer grow. If you can keep more moisture in the product and get to this safe water activity, you cannot develop mold. And if you are okay. a producer, uh, that's going to mean your product weighs more, and yet you have a product that is shelf-stable and not going to go moldy. Also, when you are driving out water, that's the time that you can lose terpenes and other desirable volatiles that you want to retain in the product. So it's not really just so much a balance, but it is to bring down to a level where there is just a, the slightest bit of moisture to make sure that there are certain uh issues that will not go upon the plant that will keep that quality correct now that makes sense to me and i wanted to get an idea for this now this is where we're going to come into which is very interesting this is what's really being promoted by canatrol now the dry cure system is available for large scale and commercial growers as well as a smaller cool cool cure system for small home growers i know we talked to a a guest that was in Israel that also did something where they were offering to have it where you could grow flour from home. And I know there's a lot of people that want to be able to do home grows. There's a lot of people in certain markets, especially in Vermont. We'll talk about that a little bit later on where you're based. Now, this cool cure system will drive to one kilo of wet flowers and deliver the same consistent results as a commercial system that you offer for bigger companies. Your dry cure boxes for commercial systems dry and cure from 80 kilos and up and are fitted with a fitted with an integrated scale to monitor real-time water weight loss and up to five settings per dry cure cycle so we now have an idea what that large system is give me some specs a little more detail on the smaller system and the types of cycles it offers uh, how much you're able to go ahead and procure how much you can be growing on a regular basis for those that want to home grow People are using a small box to, you know, we'll fill it with about two pounds, one kilo of wet flowers. It's, uh, you put, spread them out on the six shelves. They're perforated so air can move through them. Uh, basically, you close the door. Um, it comes pre-programmed for a three-day dry cycle and then a four-day cure cycle. Uh, during the dry cycle, we start with a fairly high dew point vapor pressure, and we ramp that vapor pressure down so we don't draw the water out too quickly. If you put the flower into an environment that is too dry initially and you pull the water out too quickly, you can get a real hay smell to it and a very harsh smoke. 
So by starting with a higher vapor pressure in the box and then letting it ramp down over the three days, we can gradually take the water out to our target level. But always during that time, we're constantly drawing water away from the flower. At the end of the dry period, uh, when we've gotten to pretty close to our target weight, we go into the cure mode, where there we hold a fairly level uh, dew point uh, with a slight tapering off over about a four-day period. At that point, you've got a really high-quality smokable flower. But you can then leave it in the box uh, for as long as you like, weeks or months, because at that point, the conditions in the box are going to be precisely maintained, both the temperature and vapor pressure. So we've got people who are, uh, after they dry and cure, and they're no longer doing additional drying and curing, they will take their flowers and put them in brown paper bags, since a brown paper bag is vapor permeable and moisture can travel through it, and then just load the box up with their bags to uh, keep it as a storage facility. I'm looking at the larger commercial size that you have. It looks like a bit of a refrigerator look to it. Very nice setup. Give me a little idea of the size of this home system and how big it is and where you could probably put it. Oh, it's a tabletop. It's about 20-something okay. inches by 20-something inches and stands about 30 inches tall. Okay, that's pretty good. So pretty easy to put it in a lot of places just wherever you want, on a countertop in the kitchen, for if you will, or in the garage, wherever you want to put it. Is there any particular spot you would recommend to have it put? Uh, well, you want to keep it in a place that's conditioned in the house. So you don't want to put it in a garage that gets very cold in the winter okay. or someplace that gets very hot in the summer. So you want it, you know, what your normal living conditions would be, around, you know, 68 to 72 degrees. Okay, so I see uh, there's a picture I'm looking at where I saw, looks like I see one of your booths and I can see one of the little tabletop models on, on a stand, just on a table. So it's not too big. It's definitely something you could definitely work with and uh, put out there. So, uh, Jane, I know I want to give you some time on here. We're going to go and come back and ask questions from both you and David. Jane and David Sandler sure. of Canada Control are with me here on Blunt Business. We're going to be back with more questions in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, you got me again. All right. Got you, again. you got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Cannabis Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Jane and David Sandelman of Canatrol here on Blunt Business. Now, this is, I really am enjoying this. And uh, not for nothing, <laughs> I'm going to ask the question because be, it's going to be funny. Uh, so you both ran a bed and breakfast at the Inn at Weathersfield, which gained national prominence after it was featured in the PBS series The Endless Feast. You were featured in 2008 by Bon Petit Appet Magazine, named as a top 10 culinary inn. Emeril Lagasse, bam, toured the farms where the inn sources food and cooked the meal on TV with then head chef Jason Tostrom. And Fedora's Travel named the inn's Vertera restaurant the best in Vermont in 2010. So what do gourmet dining and five-star hospitality have to do with growing high-quality cannabis, you ask? Well, through his interactions with local cheesemakers, uh, David, you were just mentioning that you learned one of it was controlling the humidity level in the aging room. Climate control was a forte. You offered to troubleshoot the problem. You put together a proposal for retrofitting the system. After succeeding in the project, you knew that you were pretty good at doing cheese making and that you could help others with similar issues. So now uh, I want to turn that question around. How did Gourmet Dining and Five Star Hospitality help you to grow high-quality cannabis? What did you learn from who you were working with? Well, you know, we were working with makers. We were working with people that produce artisan products like cheese and charcuterie, and our chef was spectacular. So we were working with people that really respected their ingredients and really respected the the art of making things. So I think that really, uh, for us, solidified the fact that uh, we wanted to produce a product that people like this would want. Uh, and Canatrol, our little Canatrol home box is perfect for a home grower who really wants to produce high-quality smokables, um, or even for the the commercial the commercial market where they really want to produce uh, the highest quality smokable. It really gives them a point of difference, and I think that for us, it's all about quality. Now I'm sorry. It's just a it's a, a humorous question, because of the fact you're in Vermont. You did a bed and breakfast. I think of Bob Newhart, the Stratford Inn, Dick and Joanna. Do you get those kind of references at all? <laughs> Absolutely, all the time. <laughs> you know, we 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 laugh about that all the time because, uh, you know, one of the things that David and I didn't have was a case of Bob Newhartitis <laughs> when we when we moved to Vermont. <laughs> Uh, we uh, when we came up here, it was kind of it was a little bit impulsive. We hadn't really thought, you know, said to ourselves, "Let's go open an inn." You know, we've always dreamed right. of doing this. It was it was kind of like we saw this very cool business opportunity, and 
And again, it goes back to working in a great environment with great people. And we thought, you know what, let's, let's do this. So yeah, people make that pop new heart reference all the time. And we are even 10 years, we're out of the end now, eight years. <laughs> and we still, we still joke about Bob newhart And I just want to say growing up, I love that show, and I thought also one of the best endings of any TV show (laughs) ever. Just saying that point. Uh, So I want to ask you about this. There are a lot of stories about people growing amazing plants and then not finishing them correctly, not realizing there are a lot of nuances in the finishing process that can affect the results. And we were just talking about that with how much you need to make sure of to make sure there's not any mold on any plants and make sure how much moisture you allow to retain to the plant, not too much, just a little. Expand on one of these two stories for us. Well, you know, there's a lot of mythology around drying and curing. Um, A lot of magical thinking about, oh, you know, I put it in an attic and I point a fan to the north and then I put, you know, put my left sock on. And then, (laughs) you know, there's all this sort of magical thinking about, ways to dry and cure. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's pure science. This is, this is pure physics. And if you follow the science and you follow the physics, you will wind up with a good product. We've talked to so many people that wind up with mold because they've grown this beautiful, these beautiful plants and they put them in their barn to dry or they put them in their garage to dry and then they have a wet fall and the air never dries out, and the stuff just goes oh. moldy. And it is, it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking when that happens. I know I grow uh, a couple of plants myself, and you put so much love and care into them all summer, and I grow outside, and you know, every day you're out there tending them and working on them and talking to them and loving them up, and then to see them go to mold because the, you know, it's a wet fall is just a heartbreak. Now, when it comes to compliance, I don't know how much that's done when it comes to what's happening in the state of Vermont, but I know we've talked about extensively about the tests that are done to look out for yeast, mold, bacteria. We know there's some companies that use DNA testing to make sure that their plants are properly tagged, that kind of system. So once you're out of the dry cure system, uh, any recommendations on what you use or how you would process plants after uh the plant is taken out of the canatrol system? Well, for our commercial systems, you know, we're uh, putting together rooms that are basically cure rooms. Mm-hmm. And in the cure room, you will be maintained at the same temperature and vapor pressure 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If the product goes in there mold-free and it is at the proper water activity Mold cannot grow. It can't start. You just don't have the environment for mold to get started in that space. So if if you are a processor and you can maintain your safe conditions at all times, at all times before you package, you will not have danger of mold. This is something that's, you know, the food industry has been doing for decades. You know, they won't put your crackers into a package if the water activity isn't right. Otherwise, you'll have rancid crackers. So th- this is, a, you know, proven science, where, how to package products um, and keep it mold and, you know, free from decomposing. So when it comes to marketing the Canatrol, the 
dry cure system, the smaller version, the home version for customers. In the market, have you been targeting, have you been looking at which markets are that have laws that are offering home grow that are much more, that would offer a lot of opportunities for those to grow cannabis at home? And are, those mar- are there certain states that you're reaching out to now that you feel would be best served by getting your product? Are there certain markets you're looking at right now that say, say New York, you can also do home grow. Vermont, you can do home grow. Are you targeting those markets now and looking at where, are you tracking down where it's being allowed from state to state? That's exactly right. So we are talking to people um, We've got a lot of boxes right now out in New England, um, Massachusetts, Vermont, um, you know, where where we are newly um, allowed to be growing at home. So those markets where people are, are now allowed to grow, uh, as we enter those markets, people are really excited about this. And they're also really excited because a lot of people are new growers and they want that help they want they understand that the most important part of the process well not the most important part but but one of the important parts of the process is dry cure and that as i said before you can grow a beautiful flower but if you don't dry and cure it properly uh, it's a big waste of your time and your money so people who are now starting to grow recognize that this is part of this is part of the process it's not an afterthought I'd like to add one more thing where we're seeing the, uh, the small boxes, uh, large grow operations who are interested in this technology purchasing one or two small boxes to uh, play with and try the technology before they're, you know, ready to go ahead and do a, a big dry cure facility. Now, we would recommend anybody with a large facility that's interested in the technology to contact us um, so, so they can have a little box to bench test. So let's go ahead and do that. We're going to go ahead and come back with you both, and we'll go ahead and give you a chance to go ahead and direct people to where they can learn more about Canatrol, whether it's for commercial size or for home grow. We'll talk about that here with Jane and David Sandelman of Canatrol here on Bump Business in just a moment. Stay with us. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 gardens garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. 
Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions here on Blunt Business with Jane and David Sandelman of Canatrol. Now, wrapping things up here, uh, growing a quality product is a significant financial commitment, as we all know here on the show. Genetics, nutrients, power, and labor all get calculated into the cost of the growth cycle. With that much investment in the growth process, it is critical to assure that the product is dried and cured in a clean, correct environment, which obviously with Canatrol, by getting the product ready to be put into the system is crucial. Anything else would be a total loss of the harvest process that you did in the first place. So for listeners, I wanna give them just some, I wanna see if you can give us a few tips, not about the actual process of you know, growing the plant, but when you actually get the plant prepared to be put into your dry cure system, what are a few tips that they can do to make sure that whatever they harvested does not go bad that everything's done right from the beginning. And so when it comes out of the door and the product is dried and cured, it comes out correct. So this, this is where we have uh, feedback from different people who do it, do it different ways. But what they're doing is they're removing the flowers from the stem. And then we get some people who do a tight trim and then put it in the box for drying and curing. Others do a rough trim, and some don't do any trim at all and trim afterwards. It sort of becomes a personal preference as to whether they prefer trimming it after it's been dried or getting rid of those uh, trim before it goes into the box. So that's really personal preference. Wonderful. Those are just, that's pretty simple to go and go with. And so it's just a matter of everybody is pretty good idea of what they need to do to get products ready into the system. So it's just a matter of go with the obvious methods that you hear from a lot of people we hear all here on the program that you need to know what's best. And to, so as we said, in the long run, it's very important into how what you put into the system is what you'll be able to get out of the system so that you will have the proper moisture control to a very limited level. So there is no mold, yeast, bacteria, any kind of issues or any kind of pesticides, any kind of things, keep things organic, keep things properly trimmed, put it so they will go into the system correctly so that it will come out correctly, and that's the idea. So now I want to go and wrap these up and just take a minute for our listeners to learn about where they can get Canatrol. I know, Jane, you were bringing that up just before we went to break, about for those that want to go ahead and get their hands on this, where they can get it. Um, tell us more about where they can find these systems and any kind of pricing, any kind of uh, – target specs that they can get learn about why this product would be great for their home or for their business absolutely uh you can head right to our website 
www.canatrolls.com. That's canatrol with an S dot com. You can head right to our website. You can buy units directly on our website. And we have inventory right now, and we're happy to ship them out to you. The units are 1500 And actually, right now, we're running a free shipping promotion So uh, for the harvest season. So uh, hop right on our website and grab one. Uh, for people interested in commercial scale uh, systems, you can contact us via our website. Just click on the Contact Us. Or you can head to sanitarydesigns.com, who is our commercial partner. And they sell our technology and their large-scale systems. But please give us a call um, from our website or shoot us an email. Fantastic. Jane and David, a Sandalman of Canatrol, thank you so much for being with us here on Blunt Business. Happy harvest season. And uh, really, you know, thanks for joining us here all the way from Vermont to join us on the show. And uh, best luck in business for you both. Thanks. That's great. Our pleasure. Thank you all, listeners, for joining us here for Blunt Business. You can download past episodes of the show by going to CannabisRadio.com, our wonderful host of the program. You can also subscribe to the show. Do hit the subscribe button. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.